The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to him, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be It's a blessing to be with all of you here this morning, the voices of our young people in our ears, the energy in the room. Yes, there is an Easter egg hunt coming. Bear with us. Bear with us. I want to frame my Easter sermon this year with the words of a Bay Area artist, M.J. Lee. She writes and sings, You would rise a light and shine if you'd seen what I have seen. You would laugh and shout and cry if you knew what it could mean. In today's Easter reading from John, an ancient tradition holds that we are to see ourselves as the beloved disciple 
who runs to the tomb when Mary Magdalene shows up and says, the tomb has been opened and Jesus is not there. To see ourselves running to the tomb in this great mystery that we call Easter. Now, today, if you open the newspapers and you look inside, you see the usual news about militaries and politicians and death and threats of death and destruction around the world. This is no different from that first Easter all those years ago when the Romans still occupied the land and all that was powerful in the world seemed predominant and Mary Magdalene believed her Lord and teacher was dead until she found the empty tomb. No matter which account of the Easter story you choose, Mary Magdalene is the first to catch the vision of Easter. Over the centuries, the church has treated her often as an enigma and sometimes even as a pariah. Her reputation was sullied in the Western church for centuries. She has been the subject of thriller fiction, some of which you have probably read, and wildly speculative rereadings of Jesus' life, sometimes his personal life. She has sometimes been relegated to old heresies and marginalized to a gospel that didn't make the canon. Yet her story of astonishing faith has persisted. We know that she was a support to Jesus' movement, perhaps a significant benefactor, and we are told she was among the three Marys standing near the cross at the darkest hour. In John's Gospel, that's Mary, the wife of Clopas, Jesus' aunt, his mother, and Mary Magdalene herself. And so in the early church, Mary Magdalene held an exalted position, in some cases even above all the apostles, because you hear in today's depiction in John, she is sent. Sent, which is what apostle means. She is sent to the other apostles. And so she became known as the apostle to the apostles. She is the first to carry the message of Easter. And in that, she's more than just a bearer of a fantastic message. She has seen what no one imagined possible. She has touched new life. And now she holds a vision that will shake the very foundations of what we think we know and what we understand about the way the world is. Mary sees what few can believe and what no one else has yet seen. She wants to hold on to the risen Christ in this place where death has been transformed to life, where the power of darkness has been undone, where all the world has been made anew. A tomb has become a womb for new life. A graveyard has become a garden 
But the risen Christ insists that she not hold on to him. She must carry the vision on. And so now, the next time you see an Easter egg, remember this story that comes out of very early times. One legend of the East sees Mary Magdalene carrying the message of the resurrection to the emperor himself. Now, Tiberius was a grumpy and cynical old emperor. And when Mary Magdalene goes and proclaims to him, Christ is alive, she holds up an egg that was on the table. And the emperor laughs because he knows how Roman crucifixion is supposed to work. And he says, Christ is no more alive than that egg can turn red, and the egg turned red in front of him. The next time you see an Easter egg, remember that story. That's where the colored eggs come from. No bunnies necessary. Easter is the antidote to a cynical age like ours, like Tiberius's like the one in which the resurrection occurred. Just when we think that the body stinks and our common life is at an end, just when we think hope is a waste of time and things like truth and goodness have been buried, just when we think love is broken forever, Easter arrives in our midst. God is not just still at work. God has begun again. And so can we. So can we. Clinging to resurrection is like trying to catch the wind, like trying to reduce a dream to words. We are meant to sing about Easter, maybe even dance. I know it's not in our DNA, my Episcopalian sisters and brothers, but consider dancing to Easter just a little to learn again to wonder and let the risen Christ go forth for each of us and a world in need. We are not asked to explain Easter as much as to live into it, to be an Easter people in the face of a world that has often been referred to as a Good Friday world. We are the Easter people in response to that. Ours is an Easter vision, that vision that Mary Magdalene grasped and carried forth. And so even at the grave, and now again on Easter morning, we proclaim, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. We rise, we fall, we shine in the colors that we dream. We run, we crawl, we climb to the visions we have seen. It is time, my beloved sisters and brothers in the risen Christ, for us to run, crawl, and climb once again to the Easter vision. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.